0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Views from the Baseline. On behalf of Baseline Times, we are giving you the UFC 250 recap episode here. I've got my co-host from last week, Mr. Gabe, TJ. Fellas, how you guys feeling? How you doing today?
1: Fantastic. And I'm just ready to get into it. I these fights and bad beats.
0: Doing
2: good, doing good. Let's get into it.
0: Absolutely, man, guys. It was it was a good night, wasn't it? I think across the board, UFC again put on a great show in the midst of all this COVID nineteen and sportsless world. But this was great. Ooh. It was a good. I think I'm really impressed with like the maintain. They maintain like this very high level of quality without fans. The production hasn't dropped Ooh. off. I mean, I I think the fighters are just. Given it their all, I, I'm really impressed. I think they're a little bit more humble. Uh, I miss some of the trash talk. I feel like some of that's a little bit missing. Just some little banter here and there, but I feel like most of these guys are pretty pretty humble to be there. Guys and gals, pretty humble to be there fighting and have the opportunity. And just thankful to be fighting, man, and being able to do what they love doing. So, you know, kudos, kudos to them, man. Um, how are you guys doing yeah. so far, man? You guys okay? You're... Uh, you know with 250 was was a good deal for you TJ how would you feel about the overall fight night of this UFC 250 yeah
2: uh it's fantastic as always uh with the quality of the fighters and everything like that so uh i mean UFC never really has issues when it comes to putting on shows like that they're they're always top notch that's why they're like i said last week they're they're like the show right
0: and then also, um, coming out of the night, which we'll touch base on first, is uh, I believe, what it was it, Saturday night? Maybe Sunday morning? I saw it actually was Mr. Conor McGregor announces a retirement. Definitely
1: Saturday night. Yeah, definitely Saturday night.
0: So, uh, um, you know, my question to you guys here today is, we I mean, we've heard the story again, the gimmick mm-hmm. we're, we're hearing, the trash talk we're hearing. They didn't want to face Khabib. Gabe, how do you? How do you feel? Do you are you taking this reti- retirement serious?
1: No, I'm not. But before I get into that, uh, Conor has a way of still in the spotlight after a UFC events when he's not relevant. I don't mean not relevant as in you know as of being a fighter. It's just that he's been on hiatus since January. So after Amanda Nunes puts on a spectacular performance, Conor wants to come out with a retire announcement. Now. From my perspective, I believe it's just a ploy to get either, who knows, maybe he's just possibly for a better payday or more money or stakes in, in the UFC. but um, from what it from what it he said that he just wasn't in the fight game anymore. He wasn't feeling it, and he's been waiting around, waiting around, he needs to fight, you know, he's bored, in other words, waiting to fight. So, but as far as him actually retiring for the third time, nah, I don't believe. I feel like he'll be back. He's just an attention whore. He wants people to talk about him, even though, you know, he's not he's doing nothing right now. You know, Khabib's not fighting him. Justin Gaethje's not paying him in mind. I feel like they're just over his trash talk and all this crap. So, um, you know, I don't think it seriously. I'm sure he'll be back later in the year to fight somebody not named Anderson Silva.
2: <laughs> oh, well, well, you, well
1: the great thing about
2: fighting is that you can retire and come back as much as you want, right? Because it's an individual sport. So. Okay. Uh, I honestly, I think you can expect, or maybe not even expect, if you see some of the same things from guys like Mosfidal who are talking about having money situation and John Jones, if they come out and say, I'm retired, Mm -hmm. I don't think you should really think much of it until, uh, you start seeing fans back in the arena. When you start seeing fans back in the arena, I think you start seeing those guys back in the ring. Okay. That, that's really, uh, what's important to them because they get that extra revenue share from from, you know, the ticket sales and things like that in the gate. So that's really important to their, to their money situation. Okay. I mean, they, they're signed under deals. They're, they're not going to get any more money. Dana White's already said that. He said, you know, these guys are under contract already. They just, they just re-upped their deals months ago. So it's not even getting in in, in, in the picture right now. It's not going to happen
0: yeah that's a good point i mean one of the things that you know i will touch base here in a second too you know a little bit of, with another guy uh looks like masvidal is in the news about you know not getting the pay that he feels like he's worth but no i, I would agree with you guys i feel like obviously yeah. another Con- connor gimmick here <laughs> it's yeah like like you said gabe it's, it's he's got to kind of sh- you know show himself in, in the spotlight at some point when he, when he doesn't when he hasn't been relevant we haven't talked about him since january it's kind of like he, he beat yeah. cowboy and it's like all right cool you know, let's let's move on. Let's let's focus yeah. on this be fight. You know, we we saw John Jones fight. You know, and, and then the quarantine hit. So yeah, obviously. Yeah. Um. But yes.
2: He always has great timing on. He always has great timing on social media. That's that's why. Uh, oh, yes. Yeah. That's, <laughs> right. That's why he stays relevant so easily. I mean, it, it not only because just his uh, personality, but yeah, he has great timing. On Twitter for things was, like it that. Like, so.
1: It's it like the enough. It could have waited Sunday. You know, let Amanda. Have a, <laughs> even though he even could. though my my beef with Amanda, well we'll get to our fight later. But yeah, he could have did this Sunday. You know, it, it was no point in doing it right after her fight when she's being <laughs> to be one of the goats.
0: And, and the oh, retirement, uh, yeah, uh, a retirement, yeah, a retirement message. Um, it, it, it all feels so yeah, it all feels very fake and just plastic in a sense yeah I I would agree with that absolutely so my next thing is okay great Connor all right you're retiring like what's next what's up your sleeve this time right so I'm glad we're all on the same page about that so nothing until people are back in the arena yeah I I, and that's a good point DJ you know what you heard it here first so I mean I think it's an obvious you know statement in a sense but I still yeah yeah I can agree with you there it's it's and, you know, while we're on that topic, uh, Masvidal looks like he's, he seems like he's feeling a little bit of the John Jones uh, fever where he feels like he's not paid, where uh, he's not getting a, a decent, uh, just because the other guy can't draw. He said, well, because the other guy can't draw, uh, you know, a crowd or ratings, it's not his fault. You know, he shouldn't feel like he shouldn't feel like his pockets should be affected because of that. Um, yeah, and I
2: think, it's, again, it's just cause, because they're not getting that extra money. So they're seeing what's going to be on the contract, and they're like, no, I'm not signing that contract. You well, know what I mean? It's it's that final dollar at the end, at that contract.
0: Well, how do you, how do you, how do you present, how do you uh, present that? You know, we don't have enough dollars, but you want to go ahead and get a fight island. That's kind of like Masvidal's like defense. It's like, all right, you want to go get a fight island, but here we are and you can't really pay us. Right. Or pay me. Well, the
2: thing is, is that they, they, they are signed under contract to get paid what they're going to get paid. And then the extra stuff is, is extra like went from the gate and things like that. So that comes in the contract. Right. That's not, you have your salary and then you have, you know, your bonus, right? So mm-hmm. they're just not getting that bonus on, on that contract. They're just getting their regular salary and that's not enough. Okay, and it, it's not, it's that number is going to stay the same until you see people back in the seats. Okay, I'm, I'm going to, yeah. so whether it's Fight Island or whatever, if guys want to fight and come out and get paid, they're going to come out and fight. And if they don't want to fight, he said, okay, you can you can stay home and not fight because of covid or whatever <laughs> you don't have to come out and fight he he's on record saying this okay he said it in the post fight interview so it's uh th- it is what it is
1: like just right. said like i said they don't i'm sorry they don't oh, wait like you said he he makes his deals he does his business and that's pretty much it um yeah. like i said i know i know the fighters feel they should get more of the split because miles Riddell was comparing it to you know, basketball, football, getting 50 percent or 40 percent or whatever the case was, but it, you know, he has to realize that in this sport, you sign a contract. Even though I'm more on the fighter side, you sign the contract for X amount of fights, and you get paid this base amount of salary. and Pretty much, you gotta live with. It. So yeah, it sucks. Not to mention that the Reebok sponsor deal is also trash, but we've already discussed that. But you know, you sign the contract, and like the White just said. They just did new deals like earlier in the year or probably late last year. So it's pretty much you know a sitting duck. Maybe he fights, or he doesn't fight, and that's in his position. It sucks, but you know other guys will step up and you know claim their payday.
0: Right. Well, when we got into this talk about UFC restarting, uh, the one of the only sports to restart and the, the only sport to restart really right because at this point um, the NBA is going to do that soon. Uh, NFL has to start. An MLB can't even get close to it. Green and come back. So, uh, you know, we t- gave you and I. We talked about this. Like UFC had the most greatest opportunity to draw more eyes, and I think they're they're doing a great yeah. job. Like I said, some of the guys that I saw from this, uh, you know, last Saturday was it was great. I, I want to see him fight again. Like I am not even like in- interested. I love John Jones. You know, I want to. I would watch. A, obviously, we all would watch a Connor fight, right? But I, I'm interested to see yeah. some of these other guys now. Like. These last couple of weeks that we've been watching and talking about UFC, like I'm, I'm interested, and I'm. Oh, kind of, I think you should. You should be
1: interested. You should be. But I love Dana like, White. Just the main names. There are other fighters that are also pretty, you know, dope in their own right. Right. But yeah, like I say, if there's a casual fan that's coming to the game, they might not enjoy it as much. for, for the people who've been with this stuff since, like, what ninety nine, ninety seven, whatever, you know, you know, if there are more fighters in the universe other than just UFC fighters, you know. right. To have the best on the what I would
2: tell the casual fan to do is to sit down and watch the whole card, okay, <laughs> and not just watch them main. No, and, and this is 100% serious. Sit down and watch the whole card, and tell me you're not a fan of a handful of guys when when the night's over, okay? And most of so, them know who the guys are. So it's like, Oh, who is this guy? Yeah, you do know? that. Do that t- for 10 fight cards. You know what I mean? and And. And follow guys, you know, that's how you become a fan and that's how you learn things.
1: Well, yeah, and
0: it's the only way, like, in the sport because, you know, you're like, okay, well, you got the big popular names and then what happens before that? It's like, you know, I got tired of kind of following with the sport that way to the point where it's like, all right, well, let me get into, like, some of the other guys. Let me mm-hmm. get into some of the different classes understand who's, like, great in their class, who's the champion, who's on the contendership, on the uprise, and then, you know, kind of to watch some of the early prelims and then watch the prelim card itself and understand and see... And then now, like the bantamweight's wide open, so it's like, all right, cool. Like now, this is gonna be fun because that was there was not great bantamweight fights that we saw uh, from coming out of this um, UFC 250. Um, but yeah, I agree absolutely, hands down, I agree with you guys there. Um, just getting into the the event uh, 250. Um, any kind of early prelims or prelim card you guys wanted to talk about or just that stood out to you, TJ? Uh,
2: prelim card. Well, uh, Patolo. Was a uh, was a great one to start with. Uh, he came out again. It was kind of like uh, what we saw last week when a guy just came really strong out of the gate and Charles Bird and tried to wrestle him and was winning the fight. And then in the second round, Batolo just came back and just started ripping shots to the body and eventually finished the fight.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, I did. I did kind of pick up from from watching it at that point. Moving forward, what about you, Gabe? Any kind of prelim fights that stood out to you? Well, yeah, it was
1: the, um, the Chase Harper fight because. Uh, I think he was a favorite going to the fight. He was a, a more known name to, I guess, people who were just getting into the sport. I mean, nobody knows who Alex Tareciz is or Tareciz is because his record is whatever. it's like maybe two wins above 500. But, um, yeah, so a lot of people had him win in the fight because of, you know, who he was. I mean, he, and he went into the fight with a game plan to take you down and pretty much submit. But what he still to account for was getting hit in the face. So, you know, (laughs) the guy kept tagging and tagging them, getting points, getting points, and, you know, just carried on for all three rounds. And, you know, it was a a unanimous decision. And you saw Chase on Twitter, people going at him. Yeah, yeah. I don't care about your financial situation. You know, I'm fighting for me, not you. So it was a bit of a, I won't say surprise, but in a way it kind of was because the guy he fought, you know, he's lost, I think, 14 fights, 116, so he's a journeyman, even as a veteran. But, you know, you expect the new up and comer guys to really, you know, seize the moment. Chase. Right, right. The moment. Yeah, this, this was a welcoming fight for Chase
2: Hooper. It's his, well, it's really his second fight, but, but what Huey fought he was really, was considered to be a gatekeeper in Alex Caceres. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been in the UFC for 10 years almost, or just about 10 years. He's from The Ultimate Fighter. Uh, back in uh 2009, I think. Uh, so it, it's or in 2011. So he's been there for a while and uh, hasn't really brought up. He's always been kind of middle of the road. Uh, he's won some, lost some, won some, lost some. Uh, but I think uh for a guy like him, he's 31 now and he's starting to put everything together in that division. Uh, you could definitely see him rise up in some of the rankings and and make a little bit of a run there. I think. Uh because he's, he's learned a lot of those things that you learn uh, being in the game for that long. So uh, you can expect good things from him. Hooper, uh, he's going to have to rise his way up. He's a name, but uh, he's going to have to work his way up. He's going to fight some strong guys there. So we'll, we'll see what happens with him.
0: Right, right. Mm-hmm. I, I, I like what uh, Alex Caceres said after the fight, too, in his interview. He, he was like, well, you know, a lot of people look at me. They don't think I got what it takes. And also they look at my record. You know, it's been kind of opened down. But uh, he was pretty straightforward with all of his, with all of uh, you know his his interview. But yeah, yeah, yeah. actually I I enjoyed that fight. And then um, uh, shout out to Cody uh, Stamen, man. Um, lost his younger eighteen uh, year old brother about a week ago, and still came out fought. Um, very emotional. Obviously, uh, he did an interview with Joe Rogan right after the fight. Joe Rogan kind of teared up a little bit. But um, yeah, I teared I, up a little bit. Yeah, man. I I think that when well, you know when I when I heard that, I was like, wow, that that's. And this is what I'm talking about. Very humble, uh, honored to be there. Uh, a lot of the fighters, you know, they're really showing out very professionally right now um, in the midst of everything that's going on. And uh, I can't imagine what he's going through, you know. So, so shout out to Cody Stammen, definitely um, yeah. the prelim card there. Cody
1: you know, he got that fairytale ending that Walt Harris didn't get in the previous fights. You know, because when he fought Wolverine, right. you know, Walt Harris lost her daughter to, I guess, right. to whatever. What about her? she was murdered? So he didn't get that first ending, but you know, Cody Staman, he kind of, you know, got that in he desired. So it worked out well for him. For sure. Cody for came sure. out and put out
2: the best put on the best performance of his career. Okay, yeah. in his striking performance. He he came out and was aggressive and counterstruck uh Kelleher perfectly. Okay, it was a fantastic fight. That fight was back and forth the entire way. And Kelleher has a monster left hook that he was trying to land the entire time and couldn't do it. Stamen put on a perfect performance.
0: Absolutely. All right, gentlemen, um, getting into the main card. uh, I'm definitely excited to talk about this. Uh, This was fun. This was a it started off with a a bang, a boom. Um, The first was the bantamweight between Eddie Wineland and Sugar Sean O'Malley, man. Wow. Sugar Sean still undefeated. Um, I, I, I like him. I like I like Sugar Shaw man coming into this fight I really did like him I know we talked about this last week a little bit, uh but he I I just wanted him to come out and and do what he did and he did it uh, and I think you mentioned that last week T J how how do you feel about I mean what is there to say about this performance at this point? <laughs> Besides first,
2: first off uh I want to say that uh, Wineland came out and looked very strong his hands looked fast he did uh and he he looked good for as long as that fight lasted okay but he got slipped by a younger uh faster guy who has a very strong right hand okay and you've seen that in a couple of his fights that's the second time he's done that to somebody uh like with that right hand like that but it was the first time he did it in the first round like that it was uh it was something to see as well as that hair that hair was uh i, I was i didn't really like it in the afro form but in the braid form it looked pretty good
0: Yeah, yeah, I know. I was, yeah, I was interested to see what he did with his hair (laughs) when he came out, and I was like, "Oh wow, okay, all right, all right, Sugar it looks pretty good." (laughs) Yeah, man, he, he, I, I enjoyed it. That, that to start off like the fight night that way, man, was it was it was excellent. Um, what about you, Gabe? How do you feel, Sean Sean O'Malley? Yeah, um,
1: like I said, um, Sean, he's had a lot of issues in the past with you know just, uh. To the, the uh, commission and just drug tests and all this stuff, so I'm finally glad he's back out there fighting. But hey, he finally got back in the wind columns, so but that was good for him to see. And like I said, he's someone you should take seriously, you know, he's not a fluke, you know, he's been dying to showcase his skills for you know quite some time. And all the setbacks had him, you know, frustrated, rightfully so. And he came out and he showed what he had, and hey, it was amazing, you know, you got to give it up to him, you yeah, to absolutely.
0: Um, just to get, you know, into the next step for, for Sean here, um, you know, Bantamweight wide open where you guys kind of see him because I, you know, I'm listening to the broadcast and they liked him, you know, and I forgot who said it. I don't know if it was Cormier or, uh, Rogue. I can't remember who said it, but, uh, they said like, he, he doesn't have like star potential though. Like he's not going to be like a Connor type of, star. I guess I'm assuming that's what they mean. Like star potential. How do you guys feel about that comment? Does no. yeah they
2: think he, he has-, has the the it factor you know he's got the thing so uh whatever whatever it is when you see it so we'll see what happens i think he's definitely going to get a, a, a contender in his next fight uh can't, i couldn't say where uh but he's definitely going to get a contender in, in his next fight
0: right right all right fellas the next um fight is the only fight besides the main event that actually went to the full distance uh so, Neil Magni defeats Anthony Rosio Martin. Uh, went full three rounds and to the max uh, decision Magny, obviously. Um, I feel like this fight started a little slow and Magny started a little slow at first. But man, after the first round, the second and third round was all his. Definitely, you know, he, he, he did his thing for sure. Uh, landed a little bit more hits. Uh, how do you guys feel about that one, Gabe? Yeah, I
1: mean, I think, you know, he did what he had to do to win the fight. Like I said, Magny, you know he's been—I don't want to say middle of the road, but you know he's been up and down. You know, like most fighters that are trying to find their way in the UFC, so this is a big win for him to keep it pushing forward. But um, no, yeah, I, I was impressed with him how he handled himself. You know, I think it was a good fight, and uh, you know we'll see what's next for him on the horizon. But you know, at this point, um, you know it's nothing but um, good things for him coming up.
0: Right yeah I felt like I think both of you guys did pick him to win this fight last week uh what about you TJ? How do you feel about magne's performance here?
1: yeah
2: this fight went pretty much exactly how I would have predicted it it went uh magny used uh his stamina to outlast uh martin and right Martin tried to land that big shot and push him up against the fence and use his strength to out grapple him uh so it was just kind of a battle of seeing that the entire time
0: and uh magny Outlasted him. And then uh the next Bantamweight on the card was Algern Sterling, and he pretty much forced uh Corey Sandhagen to tap out there in a submission. Um very beautiful technique. I will admit I'm not really a fan too much of the grappling, uh, if it doesn't really go anywhere, but wow. That I don't know, that was very impressive. Uh again. He did that in the first round uh, in one minute twenty eight seconds. Uh, he was able to 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 wrap this thing up pretty quick, quickly. Um, and then TJ, you know we were we were texting during the fight. You feel like this is a contender shot next for uh, Mr. Sterling?
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, if I mean, man, if you're not a fan of the grappling, you you. you <laughs>
0: I appreciate oh, it. I think like I think pre- have, if you didn't, make you a fan, if yeah, those yeah, Mr. I'm Sterling should have made you appreciate that. <laughs>
2: uh, that <laughs> fight, submitting a guy like Sanhagen that early in the fight uh, is impressive. Okay, because he is a serious contender and he he is uh, he's a tough guy. So for that to happen is saying something for Sterling to do that. So I think uh, what the UFC wants to do is I think they have another fight in mind for the title, and then. Uh, sterling is going to be the next contender although i they haven't announced what that fight's going to be uh i want to say it's probably going to be marlon Moraes and peter yawn uh i couldn't say for sure
1: oh yeah. Have...
2: yeah i think yawn's going to be in there for sure i don't know who the other guy's going to be i know a lot of people are talking about him being in there they like him a lot because he's a serious striker he's a he's oh, a really yeah. good striker
1: just that, well, Peter Jan, I guess uh, he's a very dangerous opponent, but it's like all the people in that division are getting so tired of him because of he say I want to fight everybody. Like we get it, guy, you're tough. We know you're. You know you're, we we know what you bring to the table in this division. But I, I agree that that will probably be the title fight, Jan and uh, Marias. But yeah. um, yeah. As far as uh Sterling and Sanhagen, like I thought that would be a banger. At, at least the yeah. first then maybe, maybe submission by. Sanhagen late late in the game, but I didn't see it ending that quickly. I mean, there was no there were no blows landed. It was just straight up against the fence. Take it back. Attempt submission, fail. attempt it again, win. It was so yeah. fast. I was like, wow. Yeah. Well, yeah. Sanhagen probably
2: was well, thinking the same thing. You know what I mean? It was probably yeah. like, hey, we're we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna bang this thing out. We're just gonna be a fight. And Sterling just said, I'm gonna take the best thing that I have in my arsenal, and I'm gonna throw it at you and see what you do with it. And he did that. <laughs> and he did that
1: it was, it was good though i was like wow amazing that was fast and efficient yeah
0: yeah absolutely that's what that's exactly how we're describing it, gabe it was very efficient um and i mean you you have to appreciate that um and then uh, he still he's a real a character he's a really really funny guy a real fun guy it seems like and in, in the post interview there and um definitely uh happy you know like again very happy to have the opportunity a very positive attitude for a lot of these fighters um you know once they kind of i guess when you win obviously you're you're happy but still you know uh, very humble, uh, and then he, you know, was like, "Yeah, you know, uh, I, I want that. I want that title shot." So, uh, yeah, I, I was very impressed. Uh, so, if you're, you know, not a fan of the grappling game, I mean, I don't know what to say. You, you have to appreciate that right there. I yeah. think there's
2: only a handful of guys that can come out and just straight up grapple and win the fight. There's only a handful of guys that you could name that could that can do that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Not throw a punch and straight up grapple and Absolutely. just win the fight. That way. You know what I mean? And that's impressive when you see it.
0: Yeah i i agree i agree all right and the coleman event uh bantamweight again uh cody garbrandt gets a knockout at the most one of the most clutchest knockouts uh against rafael Asunzao. um i thought this was gonna go it looked like a fight that was gonna head towards at least the distance in my opinion and uh, because it was only three rounds um you know how did you feel about this one gabe Co- yeah, Cody's back. Really, That's what you texted me, by the way. Cause he, as soon as this was out, we're like, "All right, Cody thinks he's back, right?"
1: Yeah, he's back. <laughs> I thought it would be like a decision, like for uh, Cody, right? But um, yeah, I mean, he came out. You know, he looked relaxed. Like you said, he's been. I think he lost three straight fights. So you know, he said the press conference that, yep. you know, he lost a little for the sport, and he didn't think he had to fire. Keep fighting. So he came out, did his thing. It, it was just the weirdest knockout. You didn't expect it. Because in the, last, in the final moments, he's still against the gate and he's just looking at him. I'm like, okay, what, what are these guys doing? And he kind of ducks and just comes <laughs> with a, a light. I'm like, what was that? It was amazing. But I was like, I didn't see that coming because I thought they would just right. break and walk off the corner. But yeah, you know, with, with this win, he really needed this win, you know, over a top five opponent and he got it. And, you know, he should be going back up the ladder to uh, be the next contender for the belt. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we'll
2: we'll see. That's that's it's not usually how you knock people out uh moving your head like that.
0: <laughs> but <laughs> right. but
2: you know, but I and I don't even think he I think he might even been a little bit surprised that it went that yeah. way, but he I think he was sort of feeling a sunset out the entire time cuz you know, he has solid boxing, but he was just kind of hanging and he was seeing cuz the sun style was showing some serious holes uh coming yep. in there uh in his stand up and Cody just kind of picked it up and did what he did. Too, it was it was amazing. It was, he's very fast. He's, he had a very clear advantage uh mm-hmm. in the stand up with his hands. Yeah, and he Definitely. and he felt that, and he felt that. So he was able to once he felt that and he got that confidence. He he's he's like, okay, I'm back, and that there there he was. was so, it.
1: Also, he was kicking the calf and tearing it up. So yeah, he just yeah, needed go to
2: go go in there and get that confidence back. He needed to go in and have a good fight. If he went in and he had a bad fight, then maybe he calls it uh, a career. You know what I mean? But if he he was looking to go in there and feel it out and he's he still got it so he's gonna keep going
0: i mean and not to discredit him too much but as soon as how he kind of seemed a little slow they kind of mentioned on the broadcast that yeah he he it was also kind of like a step behind when you know garbrandt was getting those leg like, shots and stuff like that um but yeah, incredible it, it was nice it, it, very at the buzzer man like <laughs> at, you know at the uh, uh you know in, in basketball terms at the buzzer but man right at the bell you know that that yeah. incredible, very very clutch, uh, to to set it off, man. And then you know the comparison between him and Sean. You know they did a little recap of both. Uh, which one do you guys favor the most out of that fight night? There was it, was it Garbrandt or, or Sugar Sean?
1: well, yeah. Um, yeah, I I, think... I have to
2: go with Garbrandt if I'm being honest.
1: I think Garbrandt was more unusual.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: But, but I I like Sean's too. I mean, so, but if I had to pick one, i will probably go lean Garbrandt as well. Gotcha, gotcha. But yeah, Sean's, they
0: were both
2: very shocking. I mean, Cody's was obviously a little more powerful, I think. Yeah. Um, Man, they are both just devastating in, in their own way. But I think uh, just with the way Cody kind of slipped and threw that shot, it was just everything in that shot. Like, they when 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 talk about throwing a 100% into a shot.
0: Yeah, he came from the bottom. That's mo- what yeah. they mean. You know yeah. and I,
2: that's a hundred percent.
0: that's true. <laughs> that's absolutely true. And then you know, as soon as out, he they got the stool for him, and he couldn't even ooh, sit on the stool, ooh. man. So yeah, I guess every all things considered, I I guess he had uh, definitely guard being You know, definitely uh, I guess you want to call it, you know, knockout of the night. Yeah, um, I think
2: if you didn't see that knockout, you're going to be seeing it for the next ten years on the highlight. Yeah, wheel.
0: yeah, absolutely. That's got to be probably. Well, I don't know what you guys say. The best knockout of the year so far.
1: Now, yeah, yeah. Well, now
0: so I mean, you know, it's a little watered down of a year in a sense because we didn't get some UFC. But no, yeah, that's gotta
1: be that's
2: gotta be right. That's I mean, gotta be yeah,
1: it. Yeah, yeah I can say well, it wasn't as impressive, but it was just the way it happened. The Engano and Rosenstruck fight—it was kind of a clip True. knockout. I mean, they kind of just, okay, I'm sleep. But yeah, right, I right. think Garbrandt right now is probably uh, the year right now. Yeah,
0: absolutely. All right, gentlemen, getting down to the main event, Amanda Nunes retains the title defended successfully against Felicia Spencer. Oh, my God. The GOAT of women's fighting. Wow. Um, great, great fight, though. I, I'm i happy. I'm at least uh, I'm happy. I'm glad we got a full five rounds. Um, but, no, I know a lot of people were rooting for Amanda to go in and, and knock her out. Definitely. But I don't know. I it was pretty good I mean Felicia took a lot of hits a lot of hits uh himatoa um you know bloody face uh she took a lot of hits um you know uh t j how how did you feel though overall about this one here uh
2: I think that amanda did what she needed to do she didn't go in there and take any kind of risk that she didn't need to she knew that she had an advantage in the stand up uh and she just kind of felt it out the entire way, and didn't feel like she had to go in there and you know throw any kind of caution to knock her out. She was just gonna do you know throw the punches she had to, and she beat her at her own game she she just put on a performance she put on a clinic uh all respect to Felicia she went in there and hung out and hung in for five yeah. rounds and she took some shots that that's uh you know a couple of fights there where she's kind of been in some wars she she's uh Considered to have what they call the rub, where I don't know if you guys are familiar with that term, where you fight good fighters and you kind of they rub off on you, so you gain that that extra right. XP, right? You know what I mean? So she fought Cyborg and went the distance with her, and that was considered uh, she did have a good performance, but I mean she hung in there. Yep. She hung in there with Amanda, and she, and she's going to be right in there in that contender status in that division uh, for a little while. I think you can
0: expect that. Absolutely. How about you, Gabe? How would you feel about this final fight of the night?
1: No, yeah, I agree. Like, it's, like he mentioned, like she fought Cyborg and Amanda, and w- this is both of them. Most fighters don't do that. I mean, at least the old, the old Cyborg. Yes. Do. Very tough. Well, um, but yeah, it's, it, it was a tough gauntlet for her to go to both of those women. And uh, my thing is that I felt like, like I said, Amanda didn't really have to bring out the arsenal. At, at times, it felt like she was toying with it. Now. You know, I can't right, really yeah. say that because you don't know what Spencer was doing. But it was she was a step behind the whole night and Amanda was doing whatever she wanted. She took her on the ground almost a minute, I think after round two or three. And it was just like a, it was like you said, it was a clinic. It was like almost like a sparring session. I mean, she was just getting her all over the place and it was, it was it was to the point where I felt bad for Spencer. Like whatever she was throwing, Amanda was like, Okay, whatever. It was just like <laughs> you know, it was like it was slow, it was like, you know, it was just, you know, it, it was just not her night. But, um, you know, like I said, has off to her. She won five rounds with her. She got a butt whip. But like I said, she's a former champion herself in other, you know, promotions. So she did well considering who the opponent was. But as far as anybody matching up with Amanda at this point in time, who can you name? Like, she's beaten Shevchenko twice, even though she's really a smaller fighter. Like, who is out there for Amanda? Like who is it? Like, who can beat Amanda? <laughs> and that's the question.
0: Yeah, that's a that's a question of the hottest question that I asked you guys last week. You know, and it's just it, it, before this fight. Now after this fight, it's like you know again we're you know we're kind of back to that same question. Uh, but yeah, no, I agree with you about Spencer.
1: But um, yeah, I don't know. like Spencer. You know, she she's my future. You know, I feel like she'll be in that division. If if it wasn't for Amanda, she would probably be the top one to be in that division. But, you know, the men is lingering around both divisions. It's kind of hard to, uh, right. you know, get past that. So,
0: yeah. You know, and also- I, I would agree, especially, you know, I felt like early Spencer tried to take, you know, Nunes down to the floor. And it's like, OK, you know, you want to wrestle? We can, Amanda was like, all right, we can go there, you know, and kind of just yeah. take there's no excuse. You know, it's like I, I'll try to beat you, however. Um. So, yeah, I I, I knew like, when, when it got to that point early on that it was going to be a long fight. Uh, we were looking potentially, and you know, at, at some point you thought they were going to stop it in the fourth round, but you know, we, we got a little extra round, man. It was, it was pretty good. So, you know, kudos to her to tough it out, man. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, people were joking that Amanda needs to go fight, you know, with the, with the men's now at this point and see what she can <laughs> do there. Uh, my question to you guys though, um, to throw in a, you know, a toss up here for you guys with, with Nunes and, and seeing what she's fought and kind of obviously we've talked about. Who where does she go next? Who does she fight next? Uh do, do you think at this point she she should just kinda just hang it up and retire as the goat or still still keep at I, it?
1: I, I, I think I she think could so. definitely take a break. Yeah, sure. But I like I said she will she'll have to take a break because there's really no one else that's on a level right now. I mean, whoever they put against her, a man would probably be like, you know what? No, it's not worth my time because <laughs> right.
0: you know,
1: It it really isn't when you think about it. You know, she's a double champ. If anything, she will drop weight to defend the other belt just because that's your requirements to defend the belt. But it's like, at this point, you're just forcing opponents on her. And, you know, maybe somebody gets lucky and knocks her out. I mean, it can happen. It's a fight game. But don't hold your breath and don't bet on it.
2: Yeah, it's going to be really hard. Uh, uh, Right now... She's not going to fight Shevchenko again. They've already said that's not going to happen uh, yeah. for, for a little while. They're not going to see another fight there. Uh, uh, home, that's not going to happen. It, it's, it's hard to say. I mean, she's probably going to sit back for a little while and see if maybe another contender emerges. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe if somebody wants to move up and fight her. Uh, there's a couple of girls down in maybe straw weight if they want to go and move up to 35 and fight her for the band title. weight title. Uh, mm-hmm. Because, uh, to be honest, uh, Nunes isn't going to go defend that 45 title. She won that she go she went and won that title just to go fight Cyborg. Uh, yeah. Cyborg couldn't <laughs> go all the way down. She's not gonna go defend that forty five title unless there's a you see somebody, some crazy come along. Okay. Yeah. So the, and again, Megan Anderson, that's not gonna happen anytime soon either, up up at one forty five. So Jeez. uh thirty five you might see somebody go and wanna gain some extra weight and go up there and try and fight her, but otherwise I think she's gonna be sitting back for a little while. Uh there's not I really much else to say it's it, it's she's just kind of waiting right now
1: too damn dominant well she is yeah. the
0: GOAT um definitely agree with that and successful defending the the title again and a cool gesture at the end of the fight you know she kind of <laughs> i i guess it's cool you did you guys catch the clip where she lets uh spencer kind of hold on oh, to the yeah. belt for a couple seconds uh it's very cool uh, okay that
2: is a a very high sign of respect and i very much appreciate i'm more i'm even more of a fan for uh, after that seeing her do yeah
0: very humble yeah she's very that's you know nunez has always been very humble um and then you know, shout out to spencer you know tj you and you and i obviously you know we're, we're here in orlando so shout out to spencer for kind of putting us on the map there you know to kind of hear it you know training coming out of orlando fighting out of orlando florida i was like all right cool you know orlando's in the building so you know shout out to spencer for showing out man that was pretty yeah
2: it was kind of cool seeing uh bruce ruffer say fighting out of orlando florida for spencer it was kind of it was kind of nice hearing that but i think what it was for nunez is that any girl that she fights that she really they really can't take her punches and she's very verbal uh about how girls can't take her punches and Spencer sat in there for five rounds and, and did it.
0: Yeah. He had a high
2: uh, amount of respect for her after that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, and that's what I'm saying. I, I'm, I'm glad it, you know, when, while we all wanted to kind of see Nunes just do something incredible and knock her out it to see this go full five rounds was definitely entertaining, man. And uh, definitely a pleasure to see on, on a night where, where we saw some quick knockouts, I mean, entertaining nonetheless, but to kind of see this end this way, but I uh, know it, it was a fun card, guys. Uh, I think this was great entertainment it was it was great to have a Saturday night again where uh I'm not to say that the two forty nine was a disappointment, but i think this it was a great follow up pay per view for u f c so I'm glad to see uh this back in in session at full swing again and uh we'll we'll see what happens and, and go from here after uh this one here um any last minute thoughts on the two fifty card no,
1: covered most of
2: it. I think you can expect to see some of these guys coming out and fighting in the future. Uh, you saw some title contenders emerge,
1: yeah.
0: Uh,
2: some guys that just kind of do what they do, and a man is going to be taking a break. But I can't wait to see Cody fight again, uh, if I'm being honest. I can't wait to see that's the guy I'm probably most excited to see fight again is Cody.
1: I would love to see Cody fight, um, his nemesis, um, when he's back off suspension, TJ Dillashaw. <laughs> I mean, even oh, though do you though you see that happening? Uh, I mean, why not? I mean, he's off the EPO, so make him fight again. <laughs> those, those those first two wins should be counted. So if he was on the EPO at the at that time, you know, maybe you know it's a legitimate win. So yeah, I wanted like to see a, a third match and see how he handles it now. Because like the announcer said, he was going through a lot of emotion when he fought in those times. It was him against the camp. So maybe you know Garbrandt, he's over that, he's past that, and maybe you know. They can meet up for a third time. It'd be a, a legit fight. And maybe uh, you know Garbrandt takes him out. This is a job. So I, I wouldn't mind seeing it.
2: You know, uh, I seeing the rankings. Uh, what if you What if you saw Garbrandt
1: fight Jose Aldo? That would be Aldo, a fun fight.
2: I think that'd yeah, be a fun that fight.
1: Would, uh, that would be a fun fight. I just don't know what Aldo has left. I'm not saying he's washed up, but yeah, I I, I wouldn't mind that fight either. You know, it's, Aldo's a legend. Obviously, he's one of the greatest stewards do it of all time. So that's a fight, yeah, I'm all for that one as well. Count me on that one.
2: And I think uh, I think last week that we were talking about uh, Garbrandt, his patience, and I think this week he showed very good, uh, very good patience in his fight. Yes,
1: and see, well, Garbrandt, if he can show patience the way Justin Gates showed patience against Tony Ferguson, if those guys channel that in, they are two very dangerous fighters because they both like to just hit for the fences and knock you out or be knocked out. So if both of those two fighters can channel that patience and fight a smart fight going forward, they're going to be pretty hard to beat.
2: The calf kicks that he was throwing were, were very interesting. How He was dipping down to the ground and then, well, he was faking a takedown and like slipping his hand on the canvas and then going in and throwing that calf kick.
1: Yeah, it's really, it was like a half sweep. He was like going, yeah. like, what are you doing? It like a half sweep. He would get up, go down, I'm like, okay, that's strange. If you trying to kick in the face, you though know, you can't kick in the face. But yeah, it, it was very effective and it worked. So I think it's almost like
2: a safer way to kick the calf where, like, you know, usually if you try to kick like that, you have a threat of getting punched in the face with that big overhand. But if you dip down like that, I mean, you're not going to get punched. I mean, you could potentially get kicked, but I think uh, the chances are much lower.
1: That is smart, though. So, like I said, a patient guard brand, hey, nothing but good things for him. I mean, he's a former champ anyway, so why not pick up where he left off?
0: Absolutely. Well, um, we got a fight night coming up on June thirteenth. Looks like they're advertising it. Uh women's flyweight bout as the main card, Jessica I and Cynthia Calvio. And uh that would be uh just a regular fight night. So uh they're back, man. I mean could the consistency's there and they're doing it every these fight nights every every weekend now after catching up um in May. So um we're here guys. Yeah. UFC. Just UFC wanna say back. real
2: quick for that next one. I'm I'm a big fan of Calvillo. She has uh, very great uh, grappling skills. Uh, and she's uh, she's kind of, for the women in my opinion, she's kind of got that other kind of it thing for that division too. Uh, she, so she's an up-and-comer over there. Keep an
0: eye on her. Absolutely then. Cool. All right, guys. Um, any shout-outs at the end of the show here today?
1: Um, I uh, just want to say, like I said, to the fighters, they can somehow band together, which I don't think is possible to kind of force Dana White's hand, again, which I don't think is possible, <laughs> to, you know, to, you know get, to get better pay. Again, I don't think it's possible. <laughs> but, maybe, but maybe the unity and the champions leaving Mazadal, Cejudo retiring, even though that's been in the works for a while, and then John Jones, you know, and maybe some other high-profile names follow suit and they can kind of form some type of union, which is not possible because they're independent contractors, but that's another story of the day. But, you know, this this is my shout-out to the fighters. You know, fight for what you want, you know. He's had
0: a previously. That's about <laughs> yeah, you know, like TJ said, maybe not until fans start filling out the arena and the money starts pouring in again. Um, yeah, I think it's
2: still very early in the sports process. I mean, UFC uh, was. If, shout out to Dana White. I mean, he was the first one to bring sports yep. back, right? And I think yep. that was very tough. He's probably dealing with a lot of back end stuff that I know a lot of people aren't seeing behind the scenes yeah. to get to get UFC just in the arena uh, on TV. So, uh, you know shout out to him for getting it done uh we're, we're we like both sides we like dana we like the fighters too
0: yeah yeah and i think that yeah it goes without saying you can't you know you got to give him his props because what it proved is that you know obviously you can have a more limit it's a one-on-one sport right it's not like you're trying to fill busloads of teams coaches and players in, in into one bus but it's it's more of a it's a limited sport uh in a sense so, um,
2: in, in his words, sports are 100% ready to come back in Dana's words, <laughs> I mean, they are 100% safe to come back. So we,
0: uh, we'll we obviously, yeah, we, we definitely agree, man. I mean, it, it he proved it is it, obviously it takes them to be in a bubble. I think the NBA players, are can probably going to dislike it the most. I mean, you're, you're at Disney world, so you're in Orlando here with us, but yeah. you know, it's, it could be worse places. And then obviously in Vegas, you have the apex center. It's, it's perfect. It, it it looks great, man. It's and no one really cares at this point because the fight's on the octagon. I mean, the focus is on the octagon, the fight. I mean, that's exactly, it,
2: exactly, exactly. And I think it's, you'll see the same thing when the other sports come back, too. I mean, maybe no fans for a little while, but the focus are going to be on the sports, you know what I mean? Not on the fans. And you know, I think maybe you'll have fans by the fall or the winter, you know? You yeah,
0: know? yeah, like so, 50%, I mean, that's 25%. Not that, that's not that right. far away,
2: so yeah, uh, I don't
0: think so either.
2: Yeah. I think I, I think you'll slowly see it start to come back. Things are starting to open up. Uh I think you'll start to see fans back hopefully by that time.
0: Yeah, man. Any any shout-outs for you uh, TJ? Since you were uh, aware was- of shout-outs this week.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he's right he's right, but I still didn't think about it. <laughs>
0: Shout out. Shout out to
2: Dana. I get, I said that. Yeah. Already. Yeah. All right. Yeah, but, uh, that's true.
0: All right. All right. I'll give you that again, one, man. Again,
2: a shout out Ooh. to you. Shout out to you. If you're listening
0: to this, we we love you. Shout out to your family. <laughs> Stay safe he's out there. Uh, he's yes, a Dana sir. White stand. Oh uh, man. Well, I, I don't really, I really don't have any shout outs, man. I, to me, I, to me, this is beautiful. We're able to still do this here between this. So shout out to everybody listening, man. Appreciate you. Follow us at baseline times, Twitter, Instagram, baseline times.com. I mean, subscribe to us, man. Comment, let us know how we're doing You know, um, we got to get TJ on on Twitter, and if you want to, you know, tell him he's wrong about everything (laughs) he talked about today. (laughs) But uh, yeah, tell
2: me on Instagram. But I'll happily get a Twitter in the future, maybe. That's what's up,
0: man. All right, gentlemen, (laughs) we are out.